the Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake, powered by Sports Interaction. Today on the Jesse Blake Sports Report, I have for you five must-draft fantasy football players so that you can be the champion of your league this season. Whether it's your first time here or your last time here or somewhere way in between, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I am fresh off of a trip from the Bahamas, so I'm feeling fresh and relaxed and ready to go. I compete in one main fantasy football league every year and a couple others on the side. My main one's a 12-team half PPR league, and last year I won. I won my league on the back of Jalen Hurts, who got injured going into the playoffs. But like I, I scrapped together uh, the rest of my team to hold the fort for him during that playoff run where he was injured in the last couple weeks of the season. And I pulled out the championship. So round of applause for me. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I want you to feel like me last season. That was actually my second championship in the last four years because I won in 2019 and then 2022. So I have I want to try and get another one in there so I can be like three and five and I get a little dynasty run going amongst all my friends. So we'll see how that goes this season. But I'm going to help you hopefully feel like me at the end of last season as a champion by drafting these five must-draft players. But first, before we get into that and get into all that fun content, I have to tell you, to get on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. All your NFL futures are available now on sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. If I was going to take a dark horse to come out of the, uh, let's say, AFC, we'll do the AFC, I'll do the NFC next time. A dark horse to come out of the AFC, I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens. They're my dark horse pick. They're about a 10 to 1 uh, right now, if you took them on Sports Interaction, to come out of the AFC and enter the Super Bowl. I think like we might have a rebound season from Lamar. Getting that contract extension might be a new breath of fresh air into his legs. Might be some wind under his sails. I don't know. I kind of, I really like Lamar. Well, he's he's mentioned in this top five. It's giving away a little something there. Uh, it's not what you think, but he's mentioned there. But let me wrap this ad, ad read up and we can get to that. Uh, go to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Make all your bets there. Get it on the action. But before the game, live in play or on all of your favorite teams and future bets and all that fun stuff stuff head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn or download the app which is on the qr code on the screen right now download it now to get started it is 19 plus and please play responsibly so how i'm going to take you through this how this is going to work is i'm going to take you through five must-haves but we're going to work from the top of the draft through the bottom so we're starting with your must-haves from the elite players and then I'm going to work you through like the sleepers, the sleepers that you must have. You know, we'll go, we'll go from top to bottom. Very straightforward, right? So we're going to start at the, the top of the top, the fantasy player who I think has been the most elite fantasy player of the last how many seasons of fantasy football. He is the ultimate. If you can get him, he will change your team for the better. He can make or break your entire season. He is the most must-have to me, and that is a person who works in the same business as me with his podcast, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is number one on my list of your must-haves for this NFL fantasy football season. 
His value at tight end position breaks fantasy football. Let me, let me break it down for you. Last year in standard scoring, half PPR leagues, he finished 89 points ahead of the number two tight end, TJ Hawkinson. 89 points ahead of number two in fantasy football points in, amongst tight ends. Compare that to the gap at every other position. Mahomes was number one in QB, which was nine points ahead of Josh Allen. Austin Eckler was number one in the running back position, which is 12 points ahead of two, Christian McCaffrey. Justin Jefferson was 17 points ahead of Tyreek Hill in the wide receiver position. And let me remind you, Travis Kelsey was 89 points ahead of the number two tight end. The value gap there that you have with Travis Kelsey, if you have him on your team, versus Every other tight end in the league is so substantial. It's such an unfair advantage. And he's been doing this for years now. And it's not that it hasn't gone unnoticed, but he hasn't been taken in that upper echelon of drafts. Like if you're drafting in the eighth, ninth, 10th position, you can usually get him there. Like sometimes he'll sneak into the second round if you're in a 12 team league, which is ridiculous and i'm i'm talking about snake drafts here auction drafts are a little bit different i would say if you have the opportunity to throw your entire budget of that first pick to travis kelsey do it if you're in auction draft the value that he has provided at his position is unmatched kelsey has been doing this for years and finally after a decade we're seeing him like hop up into that next tier of draft but he's still not going ahead of uh, the top tier wide receivers, even though you're playing essentially what is a wide receiver who will have wide receiver numbers this season in a tight end position, which is such an unfair advantage for your team, which is how you win leagues by having these outlier performers. And we'll come back to that time and time again. This is how you win your league by finding the outlier performers in the NFL the upcoming season. Travis Kelsey has continuously year after year been that. If you're worried about his age, don't be. All he has done is perform into his elder years. And last season, the first one without Tyreek Hill by his side in Kansas City, Kelsey set career highs in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. So if anything, he is getting better with age. I don't think we see a slowdown. And until we see that slowdown, your best bet is to keep making that bet on Travis Kelsey. He's number one on the list. Number two, Jerry Jones. I'm coming to you. We're flying down to Dallas. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, I think, is number two on the must-drafts list. Jerry Jones said goodbye to Zeke this offseason. Zeke's off to New England to deal with Bill Belichick. It's going to be fun to see how that offense works. I think he's still got something in him, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about leaving Tony Pollard as the number one running back in Dallas. And with no competition, we're going to see some spectacular stuff out of Tony Pollard. He broke his leg in January. People might be down on him. Like, let's just start from there. Let's just start on the fact that he's coming off a leg injury and he's running back and and the it's in the title there his job is to run and he has a le- he has a leg injury injury so like amongst your friends there's probably some cowboy fans of the biggest team in the world but 
Uh, there might be some value on anybody who's down on Tony, pa- Tony Pollard. And if, he, if there's not value, I still think he's going to be worth whatever position you take him at in the top 20. Pollard finished last season as the number seven running back while splitting time with Ezekiel Elliott. Remember that. Now he's the full-time running back. So what we're asking here is Tony Pollard to repeat what he did in a split role and hop a little up into that top five category of running backs. So he's top seven. And where Tony Pollard is going is not in the top five range. So wherever you get Tony Pollard here in the top 20, you're going to be drafting him outside of where I think he has the potential to finish in fantasy in terms of running backs. So where you draft Tony Pollard is going to be within the top 20. He's going to go somewhere amongst the eighth running back, the ninth running back, the 10th running back. And once again, how you win your fantasy league is finding the guys who outperform their ADP, their average draft position. You want guys like Tony Pollard who are going to go as the ninth running back, as the 10th running back, who have potential to be a top five running back. If he repeats his performance and gets slightly better in this Dallas offense, Tony Pollard can easily wind up as a top five running back that you selected as the number seventh running back. And that two-place ADP that you just got, that his average draft, draft position of like a seven or eight, but you you get at the end of the season a top five, a top four player at that position is how you're going to end up winning your league. So at number two, it seems strange, but within the top 20, there's a serious value pick in Tony Pollard. He's not going to He's not going to go with the upper echelon of players. He's not going to go within the first five running backs. But at the end of the season, he could very well be amongst those great running backs. Number three on my must-draft fantasy players this season. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat this one a little. And it's because I have four players at number three. I mentioned it before. Lamar Jackson's on this list. Jalen Hurts is on this list. Josh Allen is on this list. Justin Fields is at the number three position. Those four QBs are four QBs who had over 750 rushing yards last season as quarterbacks. Anyone who played fantasy football in 2019, that was the year I won a championship, knows, (laughs) um, knows how Lamar Jackson broke fantasy football that year. If you nail the pick on the rushing QB that also puts up, let's say, Pretty good passing numbers. It doesn't have to be exceptional. It doesn't have to be great, but pretty good passing numbers. You will win your league. Jalen Hurts almost did it last year. I mentioned his injury off the top at, towards the end of last, uh, the, to the awards the end of the season. He couldn't completely carry your team all the way to the championship. He tailed off. He was out at the end of the year there. It's a cheat code. It's a cheat code in fantasy football. That's, that's, that's my number three must-have. My number, my number three must-have comes down to having a running quarterback who is elite and also is decent at passing is a cheat code, and it is a must-have for your roster. I do not believe in the strategy of you fill up the other skill positions, you go hard on the wide receiver, you go hard on the running backs, you get a decent tight end, and then you fill it out with an Aaron Rodgers type. 
I'm off that. I've been so off that for years now, and I've always chased after you spend that high pick on the running QB because the rushing yards they add to your team is like having an extra running back. We have an opportunity this year to see Justin Fields put up a thousand yards rushing. If you were to bet on any of these players being 2019 Lamar, it's either healthy Lamar or Justin Fields. Justin Fields was 63 rushing yards off the all-time rushing yards in a season for a QB, which we've referenced it a million times right now, 2019 Lamar. So if Fields improves at all on his rookie season, and he's just 63 rushing yards better, he's going to set the all-time rushing mark for QBs in a season. And if he adds passing to his game with that awful offense in Chicago last season, if Justin Fields becomes a decent passer and improves on his rushing game even 1%, we're going to have an MVP season out of this guy. And those MVP players, the guys who are actual real-life game breakers, are the ones that are going to be the game breakers in your fantasy. Pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. You need to spend the draft capital getting one of these guys. One of these guys who can have over 750 rushing yards in a season, that would be Hertz, Jackson, Fields, Allen. Spend it. There are must-have one of those four QBs. You'll thank me when you're sitting there in November and your QB puts up 30 points because he can pass and he can run and you get dual threats out of that one position. You're going to be sitting pretty. You're going to be having a great time, and it's going to be so worth it. Do not sit there and just say, I'm going to get a QB who's like, oh, he puts up a bunch of yards. Nuh-uh. Kirk Cousins ain't cutting it. You need the rushing. You need the passing. You need the dual threat. Get one of these four guys. That's my number three must-have. Number four, we leave the four players behind, and we hop over back to just a single player. David Montgomery. David Montgomery, we're getting into the the sleeper picks now. We're hopping over the top 65 is where you're going to get David Montgomery. I don't think he's probably slipping past the the 70th pick, but he's going in the top 65 somewhere in there. The Lions last year had a top five running game in the NFL. And you got to trust the work of their head coach, Dan Campbell. They went with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams last year and then swapped those two for the number 12 overall pick, Jameer Gibbs, and then his partner this season, David Montgomery. Dan Campbell has spoken at length about how much he loves running back tandems. Uh, We know that both Gibbs and Montgomery will receive playing time, and either both or one of them will emerge as the lead back. Their offense will be good, and I'm willing to bet that Montgomery thrives in this position and either he'll emerge as the clear number one or he'll split time with the rookie as they both look great. <laughs> so that's that's what it comes down to with this pick of David Montgomery. It's such a safe pick. It's such a must-have. Like You need to select him because it's either going to work out extremely well where he takes the number one job from a rookie who has never taken a snap in a real NFL game ever in Jameer Gibbs, 
either David Montgomery becomes the number one running back in Detroit in a very good Dan Campbell rushing offense, or he splits the time with the rookie who's like, let's say Jameer Gibbs is really good. He has a great season and all that stuff. David Montgomery is still going to be there as the tandem pick, as the tandem running back. Sorry, excuse me. So it's either going to be both of them or all of him. So either with this pick, you're getting a full-time starting running back who is going to split time a little bit with Jameer Gibbs, but Montgomery's been going to hog all the goal line runs and he's going to look great in the offense, or like they split it 50-50 and he still gets a bunch of time. Because last season, we saw Williams and Smith uh, Swift look great, both look great and put up great fantasy numbers in the offense. And David Montgomery is going to be in that position this year. So drafting Montgomery is a win-win for me either way. He's not going around to the 60th pick. He's only uh, the running back 25 in most rankings. And yet his ceiling on a team that might surprise a whole bunch of people this season, the Detroit Lions, who looked really good last season. And I guess they're not really surprising anybody anymore with how good they were last season. Um, But they're the Lions, so everyone's going to sleep on them forever. You have the opportunity here to take a... Running back who's going to be 25th, going to go around 25th amongst running backs in the draft. And he could easily be a top 15 running back. And and that's all I'm going for with all of these top five must-haves. Who are the guys who are going to hop up in value? David Montgomery is going to be challenged by a rookie running back to hold down the number one position. I'm going to bet that David Montgomery has a fantastic season trying to hold down that position, trying splitting time with a really good rookie, and he's going to thrive in a Detroit Lions uh, offense. He's not going to be the 25th running back in the league. He's going to be somewhere 10 to 20, and that's what you want. You want a value pick. You want somebody who's going to outperform their draft position, and David Montgomery for that is, is an easy win-win for me. Last on the list, number five, of the must-have fantasy players this season. Christian Kirk, who's going to be uh, going in the top 80. He rounds out the sleeper back half of the top five. Christian Kirk finished last season as the wide receiver 12. Let me repeat that. Christian Kirk finished last season as the wide receiver 12. Ahead of uh, Lockett. Ahead of Ayuk. Uh McLaurin, Mike Evans, like we can go, we can go to Garrett Wilson, and yet this season he's ranked as the wide receiver thirty-two. And he's going somewhere in the seventieth overall range. I have him as a top eighty player. That's because fantasy projections are relying on Calvin Ridley to emerge as the number one off option in Jacksonville since twenty twenty. That was Calvin Ridley's incredible breakout season, if you don't remember. Uh, Calvin Ridley has played a total of five games. That is it. Kirk is coming off a career year with Trevor Lawrence, who I'm a strong believer, and I love Trevor Lawrence. What a gamer. Uh, He was Trevor Lawrence's number one option all last season. They had a great chemistry together. And all of a sudden, all of these fantasy rankings are ranking Calvin Ridley Calvin Ridley way just, okay, we're going to have him ahead of Christian Kirk for no other reason than we saw him be good in 2020. 
which was three years ago. You're watching this video. You're listening to this podcast because you're trying to find, hey, what's going to be that pick that just sneaks up on everybody a couple weeks in? Christian Kirk is going to be that pick. What I see here is like a wildly presumptuous ranking of Calvin Ridley. There's no reason that last year's number one option in Jacksonville's offense, Christian Kirk, who was great with Trevor Lawrence, should be 20 spots below a player we haven't seen perform at a high level in a few seasons. I'm going to trust that, if anything, Christian Kirk gets a little bit more freedom because Calvin Ridley is taking a little bit more attention off of him. And that either he takes a step back where he was the wide receiver 12 last season and is somewhere like the wide receiver 20. And that's perfectly fine because you're drafting him uh, 70th overall or he just performs the same. You're getting a top 15 wide receiver with the 70th overall pick. I don't know if there's a bigger must-have than Christian Kirk out of this draft. I'm going to be drafting him uh, 100% if he falls to me. Hopefully in my snake draft, I might reach a little for him because I'm a big believer in the Jags. I'm a big believer in Kirk just having a semi-repeatable season. And the number one option... Uh, that everybody thinks is going to be the number one option in Calvin Ridley probably is just the 1B. Even if he's the 1A, you're still getting the 1B 70th overall. That, to me, is how you win drafts. That is how you win your fantasy league. Those are my top five must-haves for your fantasy football draft so you can win your league. Next up, we have a new segment called What's Happening. What's Happening is brought to you by Giggle Plants. Bring laughter to your garden with Giggle Plants. These quirky and animated plants respond to touch with infectious giggles. Whether you're feeling down or just want some botanical comedy, Giggle Plants will brighten your day and your backyard. Sprout joy at giggleplants.com and use code JBSR for 20% off your first order. Bring chuckles today. Welcome to What's Happening. It's where I update you on what's going on in your life. You tweet me, you DM me on Instagram, you send emails to the SDPN uh, general inquiries email, write us on Discord, join us on Discord, sdpn.ca. It's where I update you on what's happening in your life, and I tell you what's happening in the world of SDPN as a network as a whole. Let's start with some quick notes from SDPN. Uh, the Jesse Blake Sports Report, the show you're listening to right now, uh, we're back. We're back every Monday. We drop. I drop the audio uh, Eastern Standard Time, and I'm in Toronto. I, I drop the audio Sunday night, so it's like ready for your commutes on Monday morning. So the you'll have that ready in the morning. But then the video for this podcast, if you're a watcher of YouTube podcasts, it drops on at 9 a.m. on Monday. So I'll be coming to you every Monday, uh, every Monday morning from now until December. We'll be doing this. 
And then the second episode will drop on Friday mornings. So it'll be Monday mornings and Friday mornings, 9 a.m. Or if you want the audio feed, if you're listening to the audio feed, that'll drop the night before in the middle of the night. And then when you wake up, it'll be ready. So it'll be like middle of the night on Sundays and middle of the nights on uh, Thursdays. That's Eastern. And then the video drops 9 a.m. on Friday and Monday. Cool. That's an update there. The Steve Dangle podcast, the other podcast I'm on, it drops three times a week starting after Labor Day. We've been off all summer and we usually come back in September two times a week or like once a week. No, we usually do two times a week in September's uh, since we've gone to three times a week uh, a couple of years ago. But we'll be back full time three times a week starting in September. Just to let you know. What else is there? Oh, uh, I dropped a new video series called Jesse Versus. It's on our YouTube channel. I play golf with a bunch of d- different people. I'm going to talk about this on thir- on Friday morning's episode a little bit more. I'm going to go in depth on behind the scenes of what's how like all the fun stuff that's happening filming that and what's to come with that series. But it's called Jesse Versus. Uh, two episodes are out right now. Uh, one's with Jax Irwin from my radio life when I used to produce the morning show on Virgin Radio 99.9 in Toronto. Uh, we golfed with her, myself and Drew Livingstone. We did a nine-hole challenge. Then second episodes with Liz Knox, uh, the PWHP, and Noxie and Cax, and Scott Wheeler of The Athletic, and Drew Livingstone, uh, producer Drew, uh, Drew and Stu. And go check out Jesse Versus. I'm going to talk more about that on Thursday in the What's Happening section. Uh, what's happening with you? Let's check. So what's happening with you? Let's do this one. On our Discord server, user Diefolio wrote, For longtime fans, for those, for those who remember former Blue Jays player and Jesse's twin, Dalton Pompey, after a time from baseball, he has recently joined the Hamilton Police Service as an officer. So <laughs> this is something that has gone back so long with fans of the Steve Dangle podcast. I look like Dalton Pompey. Like, let's not get it twisted. I, I look a little like Dalton Pompey. We, he is my twin. Um, and it doesn't help that we are from the same city. And our, the high schools that we went to are about 10 minutes away from each other. Like, it's literally down the street. I know people who, like, knew him because uh, we're born in the same year. We're, we're, the, we're the same age. Uh, we grew up down the street from each other. And we look exactly like each other. So, <laughs> so, um, shout out Dalton Pompey, who, yes, he, he's moved on from the life of, of baseball and he's now working for, uh, the Hamilton police. It's really cool to see him move on to the second phase of his life now as a Hamilton police officer. So shout out Dal- Dalton Pompey and like quick story about that. Like this is how much I look like him at, at the peak. I used to get recognized all the time in Toronto. Um, people would think I was Dalton, but not recognized for being me, but recognized because people thought I was him. And the most egregious example is that was one time I took pictures with a couple fans outside of uh, Scotiabank Arena when Drake had OVO Fest at Scotiabank one year. It must have been the uh, summer of 2015 or 16. I forget which summer. But when when those like peak Jays that time, that Jays team was so much fun. 
And they thought I was just so bashful and wouldn't admit that I was Dalton Pompey. And they took pictures of me and they're like, oh my God, we met him and he's going to OVO Fest and all this stuff. Because I was just hanging out there with my friend Anthony uh, at the time and I took a picture. So shout out my twin. Yes, we 100% look like each other. It doesn't help that we grew up in the same area and this high schools went to, were like down the street from each other. Um, that is hilarious and a deep cut reference. Other things on what's happening. Last week, there was an, a bunch of arguing in my Twitter mentions when I su- subtly uh, defended Steve Eiserman when he uh, traded for Ben Chirot. I didn't think it was that bad of a trade. A lot of people were upset at Stevie Y. At the Elite One said, Detroit is in worse shape today than 10 years ago. They have Cider. The rest aren't that great. One top 100 player. D-Nasty said, The worst thing a GM can do short of signing bad players on purpose is overpaying for average to bottom of the lineup guys. That's what he's done the last two seasons. I have high hopes for the Red Wings this season. We'll see how it plays out. Like a lot of a lot of people outside of the Red Wings bubble, I think, are down on the team, and some people within the bubble. I'm just gonna say, let's wait and see. I think it's a little early to pass judgment on. Uh, like I haven't done the deep dives on all the teams yet, saving that for September. So we'll see how that goes. I think it's a wait and see moment here, Red Wings fans and uh, haters of Stevie Wise tenure there in Detroit. Let's wait and see what this team can do. I think there's a lot of promise that, but like I'm sticking to that wait and see. Um, that's been what's happening. We we did a little discord. We did a little Twitter. Send me your DMS. If you got something for, for what's happening, join us on discord. Uh, if you have some questions, send them in. I'm just going to be peri- cherry picking your, your comments and reading them in this segment. Uh, that is it for us today. Uh, you could have been doing anything in the world, but you chose to be listening or watching this podcast right now. And I appreciate you for that. I'll be back on Friday morning slash Thursday night. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate this podcast if you enjoyed it, or even share it with a friend. Take care from Toronto. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake, powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.